Hello again and welcome to the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. I am your host, Gene Fleming. Tonight, I wanted to work on yet one more sleepcast. A sleepcast is simply, well, this time it's a podcast that helps you drift off to the sleep that you deserve, the sleep you need. Helps you get past all the the worries of the day. The things that got on your nerves. Maybe it was something that came in the mail. Uh, Maybe it was a bill. Maybe it was a disagreement with a family member. Who knows? But now it's your time. It's your time to rest your body, to rest your mind. Sleep is so important. There's so many things that go on in our sleep, the things that we're completely unaware of, yet your body is working to heal, to fight infection, to rebuild, to digest. In other words, your body is all about cleaning house while you rest. It's taking care of itself. And sleep is so critical for that process. I haven't always had good sleep. But one thing I know for certain is I've always needed it. I remember one time when I was young. And somebody told me that we need eight hours of sleep every night. Now some people need more. Some people can get by on a little bit less, but the average human being spends about one-third of their lives asleep. Well, I thought I was smarter than all those doctors and scientists who had researched sleep, and I thought, well, if I could just shorten my sleep time down to six hours, I would only spend a fourth of my life asleep, not a third, and I'd have two extra hours every day to do whatever I wanted to do, if it was watch TV or, you know, maybe go fishing early in the morning or whatever it was I wanted to do, I'd have two more hours to do it. It didn't take me long on my planned sleep-only-six-hours-a-night routine to find myself to be a very physically tired person. Not only was I physically tired, I didn't feel as mentally agile as I once had. Simple things like math got more difficult. Uh, I I had trouble remembering ordinary things that I needed to do. You know, that shopping list. I'd say, well, I need to go to the store and get bread, milk, and eggs or whatever. And I'd get to the store and I'd forget the eggs. And it was because I was walking around sleep-deprived all the time. So a sleep cast is just about helping you go to sleep. Uh, Sleepcasts have uh, been around for a long time. Uh, You can buy DVDs. uh, 
you can get an app uh, for your phone that has nothing but Sleepcast on it. And some people find them very helpful. Sometimes it's just the distraction of listening to something that's calming and soothing that's just different. It's, it's, it's so that you can't get trapped up in your own thoughts. Many years ago, I used to have a bad habit of letting things really bother me. And when I'd go to bed at night, and I really needed to go to sleep, I'd find myself doing what I called rehearsing dialogues. In other words, I would think about something that had happened at work, or maybe something with one of my kids, or any any sort of thing. And, and in my sleep, I'd be saying, oh, well, I can't understand why he said this, or what he meant by that, or why she had that tone in her voice, and you know, or why they made fun of me, or, or why they picked on me, or, you know, whatever the, the issue was. But I would find myself at the time where I needed to be drifting off into a restorative sleep, thinking, well, if this ever happens again, I'm going to tell them A, B, C, and D. Well, if that ever happens again, I'm going to stand up for myself and and if I have to get angry, by gosh, I'll get angry and pound my fist on the table or, you know, just silly things, you know. Or I would think of ways to preventing, uh, to prevent those situations from ever happening again. And so I would get spun up in this imaginary dialogue with this real person. Meanwhile, the person that I was upset with was snoring at her house or his house, and they weren't the least bit concerned about what had transpired from my perspective during the day. So I rehearsed dialogues. I'd look at the clock and it'd be 11.30 p.m. And I would think it all through again and it'd be midnight. And I would say, no, this would be a better way of dealing with that. And so I was just chasing this rabbit down hole after hole of how I would handle something differently or what I would tell somebody or, you know, and then it would be 1 a.m. And I would think, oh, good grief, I've got to get up in five hours. And then I would, I would get maybe a little upset about that. And then I would ask the question, What's wrong with me? Why can't I just go to sleep? Why can't I let this go? And then I would turn over and get comfortable and, doggone it, a whole new dialogue would come up. And maybe it was something with one of my adult children. You know, there's, there's, just, there's just no telling. And I would say, well, I need to do better at this, and I need to teach her how to do this or teach him how to do that. Or, uh, you know, I need to make sure I talk to his teacher about this, and if I see that teacher, I'm going to tell this teacher, and yada, 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 so on, so on. And now it's two, and I have four hours before I have to hit the shower and get ready for work. Gosh, it was miserable. So 
if you're a person that's ever done anything like that, then you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Or maybe you're a person who just works so incredibly hard and you push and push and push and push and you know you've got to get the chores done you got to get the laundry done you got to take the car by the mechanic you got to get the oil changed you got to buy the groceries you've got to pick up some stuff for the office uh, you, you know whatever it is you know you 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 just at the worst time of day is when your mind won't let go of it so you know what I'm talking about. And what you really want to do is just drift off to sleep. I understand. And I'm going to tell you, you're not unique. A lot of people have the same experience. And a lot of people use a sleep cast. There's nothing wrong in using a sleep cast. If it'll, if it'll get your brain to unplug so that your body can do what it's supposed to do, then I think it's a pretty good thing. So with those thoughts in mind, let's do a little breathing exercise. I trust if you're listening to this sleep cast, you're already in bed. Ideally, I'd hope that you've already fallen asleep just listening to me talk. But if you haven't and you're still listening, we're going to do a little breathing exercise and then I'm going to take you someplace special, someplace safe, and someplace that'll keep you from thinking about every single thing else. To begin with, let's breathe. We're going to breathe in. For a count of four, we're going to hold it for a count of four. We're going to breathe out for a count of four. So as you're laying there in your bed, I just want you to completely relax. I want you to literally feel the tension just leaving your body. Your toes are relaxed. Your ankles are relaxed. Your calves your thighs are relaxed. They feel slightly heavy. That's okay. They need to feel that way. They're getting ready to rest too. Um, your abdomen, your chest, your diaphragm, everything is relaxing and you can feel the slow movement up and down as you breathe. I have some people tell me they can even feel their heartbeat, and that's a good thing. You don't have to, but if you do, that's okay. Your fingers, one by one, are heavier and heavier. They're relaxed. Maybe they're slightly curled, and it's a relaxing position. Your wrist, no tension there. Your forearms, your upper arms, your shoulders, are all relaxing and they feel heavy. It's a comfortable type of heavy. In fact, if you tried to pick them up, they'd be a little too heavy to pick up. Your neck is relaxed. Your jaw is relaxed. 
your brow is relaxed. And if you could relax your ears, they'd be relaxed too. So you're laying there now in a comfortable position. Doesn't matter if you're on your back or your side. But the whole body is relaxed and the tension is going. It's going. It's gone. It's a good thing. Go with me, if you will, in your mind to the Gulf Coast. And there you've rented a condo for the weekend. It's a pretty place. There's pastel blues and and colors you associate with a, a beach resort, perhaps. Corals and oranges and not too bright, but all rather calm colors. Light greens, light blues, pinks, pale orange. That's how the interior of this place is painted. And it has a balcony. And as you walk in, the wind is blowing curtains in front of a sliding glass door. And you can smell that faint hint of sea spray. Nothing smells like the Gulf of Mexico. It's a mixture of salt and sand and the smell of the sea itself. It's, it's a pleasant, familiar smell. You walk out onto that balcony and the view is incredible. Below you, several hundred yards out, is the actual surf. And there's a boardwalk that leads out to the beach itself. Down below you, there's a swimming pool. There's a family of four. A mom, a dad, a couple of young kids. The kids are splashing in the pool and laughing like children do. And that's a pleasant sound. Not a worry in the world. Well, you quickly change and get into some comfortable attire. Maybe it's your swimsuit. Maybe it's just a lightly colored shirt and some shorts or whatever you'd prefer to wear. You dig those old flip-flops out of the luggage and you slip them onto your feet. You like those. They're comfortable. And we didn't come on this little vacation just to sit inside a room and look out a window. We're going to go downstairs and we're going to get there quickly. We're going to cheat. We're going to take the elevator. And we go down. You grab your sunglasses on the way out because it's a bright sunny afternoon. Oh, and let's not forget that hat. That goofy hat you bought at the souvenir shop on your way into town. And uh, you're in the elevator and you're going down from the third floor to the second to the first. 
ding, the door opens and you walk out. You walk down the sidewalk just a piece and through a breezeway to that boardwalk you could see from your balcony and you start walking. You can still hear those kids laughing over at the pool. They're just maybe 50 feet away now and you get to the edge of the boardwalk and you step up on the boardwalk and the board makes a little creaking sound under your feet and you stand there just for a second and you take it all in. The sand is sugar white and there's some small small sand dunes between you and the surf and growing out of those sand dunes are sea oats and they're whipping in the breeze just a little bit and it's a nice sight you you like that it's so pastoral so peaceful and in the background the laughter of the children fades a little as you begin walking along this boardwalk. It's longer than it looked from up on the balcony. It's maybe 300 feet long. And you begin the walk. And you're taking your time. You're taking in the sights. And you look to your left and there's just more dunes and more sea oats. And to your right, more of the same. You can hear the sound of a couple of seagulls carrying on the kinds of conversations that seagulls have. Lord knows what they're talking about. But they're just soaring on that breeze that's coming from offshore. And their flight is completely effortless. They're just letting the wind hold them aloft. You watch them for a few seconds and notice how graceful they are. And you keep walking. And another board kind of makes a creaky sound beneath your feet and you think it'll probably have to be replaced soon. But it's strong enough to hold me and I'm going to keep on walking. The boardwalk goes kind of uphill for a short ways and then it begins to go slightly downhill toward the actual beach. The dunes have gotten smaller and there's fewer sea oats. And now that you can see all the way to the surf line, there's a couple of tidal pools. That's where the water was high last night and it filled up these little pools that are barely ankle deep and you wonder how they just sit there in the sand like that and you keep walking. You're approaching the end of the boardwalk and you turn around and look back at the condo and you see where your room is up there and, and you're really happy that you gave yourself this 
well-deserved break, this mini-vacation. And you can feel that warm breeze kind of blowing at a wisp of hair on your forehead. And you smile and you adjust your hat and your sunglasses just a little bit. And you step onto the sand for the first time. It's so clean. You're amazed at how clean the sand is. There's no litter. There's nothing. Just you and this beautiful white sand in the late afternoon. You know it's getting to that point in the day where the sun is starting to set and the beach is changing from sugar white to a slightly tinted color. It's not quite a pink and it's not quite a coral, but it's no longer white anymore. And you think, that's pretty. How, how did that happen? And you look over to your right, to the west, and the sun is starting to tuck itself neatly behind some clouds, and you think, I need to walk on down to the water. So, you're walking through this sand, and it almost squeaks underneath each footstep. Squeak, 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 squeak. You look down and your toes are covered with sand and you decide, I don't need these flip-flops. You take them off and you hold them in your left hand. Walking closer to the water's edge, you can hear the perpetual crash of small, gentle waves, but just enough, not quite a roar, but distinctly the sound that those waves make when they come in. And as they retreat, there's a almost a ticking sound. It's, it's a bubbling sound as air comes up out of the sand. And you're down close to the water's edge now, and you can see that there's little tiny bubbles all in the sand where that last wave just crashed. The water's clear. It's clear. It's an emerald green, but it's clear. And as you look into these small waves that are probably only a, a foot, a foot and a half high, you know, it's, it's soothing for reasons you don't even know, but it, it has a calming effect on you. You love it. You just love it. The smell of the gulf is, is pleasant. And you walk to the water's edge, and you walk in just far enough that the water can come up to about your ankles. The water's cool, but not too cool. It's right at that comfortable level. And you look in the shallow water and you see small fish darting about. And that makes you smile. 
Who knows what kind they are? Maybe they're baby mullet. Who knows? They're just small fish. But they seem very busy doing the things that little fish do. Your seagull friends are flying behind you now, but they're not interested in you. They're just riding on the breeze. You turn your gaze outward, far out into the gulf. In the distance there, it must be miles away. There's some type of boat, or maybe it's a, a small ship, or maybe it's a shrimp boat. Yeah, that's what it is. I see the shrimp nets hanging on either side. And it's slowly, slowly steaming along. You look back to your right and to see the sun is now almost completely behind the clouds. But oh, there's a spot where it's peeking through. It almost makes a smile, and that's a comforting feeling. It's almost as if God had planned this moment just for you. And you turn your gaze straight back out in front of you, and there, there, there it is, in the distance. It's a couple of dolphins, and they're just swimming along you can see their fins and they dive and they come back up and they dive and they come back up oh there's a third one you wonder if it's a family or maybe they're just friends but they're obviously enjoying this time of day too you walk a little way in the water there just at your ankles depth and and there it is, laying right there on the beach, a perfect sand dollar. And you stoop over, stoop over and you pick it up. And you look at the front side and you look at the back side. And you think, well, I've never found one that was completely perfect. Not like this one, not this size. It's, it's four inches across. It's, it's, it's huge. I'm going to keep this one. This will be my souvenir from this afternoon on the beach. You ease back up to the dry sand and decide to sit down for a moment and just enjoy all the beauty that you're seeing. The sun has become a fiery ball. It's almost touching the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, the colors, reds, oranges, yellows. Further up, the blue sky is still visible. Uh, clouds, oddly shaped clouds, long, thin clouds, puffy clouds. Clouds everywhere, but not rain clouds. It's just a beautiful sunset. And it occurs to you, there will never be another sunset identical to this one and you decide it's perfect in a matter of minutes the sun has finally dropped below the horizon 
and you decide to adjust your hat one more time and remove the sunglasses and carefully carry that sand dollar back with you as you walk back toward the boardwalk. Sand is squeaking under your feet. The air is moist, slightly cooler than when we started our little trip. The wind has settled just a little bit, and the sea oats, as you begin your walk on the boardwalk, are all now just standing at attention. Everything's calm, everything's quiet. Even the seagulls have ceased their conversation and have come to rest down at the water's edge. You walk back up to the condo. A gentle breeze picks up just for a second. And the sea oats all wave goodbye to you for the day. The people are long gone from the pool now and it's all quiet, but you can still hear gentle waves crashing against the shore. It's been a good day. You arrive at the elevator and push button for up. You get inside the elevator and you push button number three. A few seconds later, you hear a ding and you walk out. And you enter your condo. You think about a light snack. But instead, you just sit down on that big old sofa. That comfortable looking sofa. And you lean back. And you think... Wow, what a beautiful afternoon. I deserve this, and it was excellent.